Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Post 20 Podcast. You're now listening to episode 98 of the show, super close to 100 now. My name is Evan. If you haven't met me before, I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Matt. We're back together again for two weeks in a row now. What's going on this week, brother? Yeah, like we were saying before recording, just like a frustrating week at work. Um, we got the high school season going on, and I've been missing a last couple of days with practices and games and it's kind of frustrating because I, I enjoy being out there with the kids and uh, the next two weeks are huge for them uh, with playoff implications and whatnot on seeding so uh, I'd like to be out there more but work comes first obviously you got to make your money in the world um, so yeah it's frustrating there but uh, as well as with the international break closing now we have the U.S. playing uh, Costa Rica right now currently and they're down one nothing so Hopefully they can pull it back. Uh, we were saying that's a very young team and uh, debatable on the manager. We don't know if he'll last or not. But, yeah, just overall, I'd say a, a frustrating week. But besides that, just been grinding the that New World game. That's been a nice thing to come home to and grind for a couple hours and kind of just turn the brain off and chill out with the boys, you know. So uh, that's been a bright spot of it. But other than that, yeah. Yeah, I picked that game up last week. Um, I haven't had a ton or. Er- no, I think I picked it up like maybe the day after it came out. Um, one of my buddies was playing it, and I played a lot of MMOs back in the day. I mean, I played um, I played WoW from like BC, um, Burning Crusade, all the way through to um, Pandaria. Like, I mean, I I played a lot of it, and I loved it. And you know that grind, I, like I mi- I missed the grind so much, um, but New World makes it really enjoyable like it used to be kind of flat and wow um but it's really active the world is pretty um and the lore is cool so new world's been great yeah i've i've played a little bit of it not as much as i would have liked i had a super busy week last week but now finally like ooh, what's up sorry Des just hit a top bins equalizer oh let's go excellent we were talking about in the pre-show about uh questions around him defensively and whatnot but when he's going forward he's a very dynamic player and he just proved why so that's big momentum shift to the u.s but yeah sorry to interrupt you on that oh that's okay um but yeah new world's great if you guys have pcs or you're looking for something to play um i would recommend checking it out it's cool it's only 30 bucks which is a really fair price especially for a game that doesn't have uh any microtransactions other than the cosmetic stuff um, I, I know I, I love that part of it because the microtransaction stuff is just so annoying. I know we see a lot of that, you and I especially, with, with FIFA and everything like that. Um, Absolutely. So so it's nice. Um, but we're going to go ahead and get into the football for you guys. Um, as Matt just said, the U.S. is playing Costa Rica right now. I looked at it this morning um, on Sportsbook, and I was like, Mm, I'm just going to go ahead and stay away from that because I just knew that it was going to be one of those sweaty games. There was a boost for the U.S. to win by two. Um, and even with that that equalizer from Dest, I don't think they were ever going to win this game by two. Um, I just uh, know how this team plays, and that was a trap if I've ever seen one. So we're going to go ahead and get into Premier League football. Um, I apologize, guys, if there's any sort of mic issues. I've been having weird ones. I've been trying to, like... Um, stay on top of it but every time i press record it seems like issues arise that i don't have in the test recordings so i don't know uh hopefully this should be fine it looks fine uh on my levels but 
Who the fuck knows? Um, all right, we'll go ahead and get into match day eight. We went ahead and recapped match day seven uh, last week for you guys, and now you're just going to get the other half of it. Um, all right, this will be a short one, so we'll go ahead and get into it. Match day eight, we have Watford taking on Liverpool Saturday, October 16th at 7.30 a.m. So this is the super early one. This game, played at Vicarage Road, is an away game for Liverpool. Hmm. New manager, um, Claudio Ranieri, is now at the helm for Watford. They sacked Zisco or Cisco, however you want to say his name, Cisco. I don't know mm-hmm. what it is. Um, but they did sack him. Uh, Ranieri is at the helm now. Do have some talented attacking players up top, Saar, Dennis, um, and, and then a relatively solid midfield as well. However, they're going against one of the best teams in the world. Um, probably, you know, one of the best teams, if not the best team on paper in the Premier League. And I think that I'm going to go ahead and go with Liverpool and Klopp. Um, it's going to take Ranieri, in my opinion, some time to get his footing here at Watford, just like it took some, him some time to get his footing at Leicester. Um, and I really just think that, that Liverpool are going to pull out of this one, probably by margin of two. Um, what do you think? Yeah, I'm, I'm likewise, likewise with you taking Liverpool. Uh, the last time these teams faced Watford had the the better of the day. They won 3-0 uh, last time they were in the Premier League back in 2020. Uh, both teams dealing with a couple injuries here, both in the back line. Obviously, Liverpool with uh, Trent uh, as well as Jota. Those guys are both back in training, but I don't think they'll be available to start. Um, other than that, they're looking strong. They have the most informed player in the league right now in Mohamed Salah. Uh, seven matches, six goals, three assists. He averages four shots on target a game, and out of those seven appearances, he's been named man of the match three times. So when you have a guy like that in form uh, and having a support supporting role cast of uh, Mane uh, and Firmino with you, it's it's deadly a deadly combo. So I don't think Watford's going to be up for it, especially with a new manager. There's going to be a lot of different tactics going on. Uh, obviously, Ranieri's a seasoned vet in the Premier League. He is a he has won the league. Uh, that's a lot. That's one thing a lot of these managers in this league can't say they've done. So that's a great thing to have as a manager. But uh, coming right into this thing against uh, a title contending team like Liverpool, I think it's too much to ask of a manager uh, in their first match. So I'm going to back the Reds. Yeah, I think that's pretty much how everybody's going to be betting this week. I'll be curious to see what the betting odds look like. Um, you know, those odds come down, shift, change um, as we get closer to the matchups. So keep your eyes post or keep your eyes peeled guys and uh we'll have to see but it's going to be liverpool for both of us all right southampton take on leeds united at 10 a.m this is one of uh one two three four five 10 a.m games on the uh 16th so we have southampton taking on leeds at st mary stadium a home game for southampton leeds are looking to go away and steal three points they desperately need it they currently sit in 16th place just two points above the drop zone southampton in 17th with uh, four total points. Now, I think Leeds need this desperately. Um, more than Southampton even. I know Southampton are lower on the table. But I think Leeds have been playing, at least last season, with a higher level of attacking quality. We People expect more. I expect more, especially. Um, I don't want to say we. I don't know I don't know what Matt expects of Leeds these days. I know they're, they're kind of down bad, but... I just think that Leeds have enough quality, especially in the middle of the park and further up top with attacking options like Rafinha and Rodrigo, 
um, to get the damage done against a side like Southampton. They are hard to break down. You know, we saw Chelsea uh, defeat them last week. You know, once that red card happened, they were really they really went through on goal and and really got done what they needed to get done. Um, and I just think that that Leeds need this win. I think that they do get this win. Um, I, I don't have a ton else uh, other to say about this game. I think it's going to be a really sweaty one. I think it'll probably be decided by one goal, and it'll probably come in the second half if I if I had to uh, place a bet. Yeah, I think that's a good call. Both these teams struggling right now uh, in 16th and 17th, respectively. Southampton still looking for their first win of the campaign. Uh, while Leeds only secured their first win last week. Uh, both teams, as well as the first matchup we talked about, dealing with injuries. Leeds, no Banford in this game. He's still dealing with ankle issue, uh, as well as Calvin Phillips, the main guy in the middle for them. Um, he had to withdraw from the English national team because of a calf strain, So, as well as Luke Ayling. So I lost you here, Matt. You may have dropped. Hello? All right, guys. Well, pardon the technical difficulties. Um, Matt should be back here in a few seconds. I'm not quite sure what happened, to be honest with you. Um, I had a golf lesson last week. Uh, it was pretty good. I went out, shot at 84 two weeks ago, and then came out today, shot at 85. I was pretty happy with that, just in case you guys were wondering how my golf progress is going. Um, 85, not great, not ideal, not, not breaking the personal best, but I've changed my shot shape, hit more of a draw now. Um, and man, it's, it's helped me immensely already. Uh, Matt, can you hear me? Huh. Let's see if he's texted me here. Oh, it looks like Matt dis just disconnected. Oh, hello? Sorry, I'm absolutely sorry. Oh, he's sorry. back. He's back. That's okay. My my internet just dropped. Oh, you're good. It does that. Um, I'm sorry about that. That's Where did okay. I cut off? Honestly, dude, I don't know. I was I was like, uh, hello, hello, hello. I moved you in and out <laughs> of the channel. Nothing happened. Um, you were just saying that Southampton have yet to receive uh, a win this campaign and Leeds okay. did just get one last week. That was the last thing I heard from you. Yeah, right at the start. Okay, so ultimately at the end of the day, just to make it short there, um, I think it's going to end in a draw. Both teams are missing key players uh, for Leeds. We're missing Bamford and Phillips. Uh, and when you mentioned the red card, Southampton is missing Ward Prowse. So there's key players here missing. Um, I think it's going to be a close physical battle like you mentioned. Um, but I think it's going to be a draw here. Frustrating for both teams. Okay, I can 100% see that, uh, see that happening as well, for sure. Uh, okay, we have North City taking on Brighton, another 10 a.m. game. This game is at Carrow Road. I believe that's Norwich's ground, isn't it? Yes. Okay, so this game, a home game for Norwich, has them looking to gain their first points. Or no, they have one point. They have a draw. So they're looking to get their first win of the campaign as well against a Brighton side who currently sit in sixth place on 14 points. Now, Brighton have been very, very solid. Um, I know that I've been expecting, and I've said this a couple times in, in weeks prior, um, a letdown, right? They they did draw Arsenal last week in a pretty hard-fought nil-nil um, result. And I think that 
they'll be back and playing better against Norwich side who don't quite have the same quality as that Arsenal side did last week. Um, I don't see this Norwich side ever getting out of the mud, to be honest with you. I just think that they're bound to go down at this point in the season. They still don't have a win. They don't have any sort of um, drawing combination or things like that that are going to get them enough points for safety. Uh, I just think that, especially because they're not starting... Um, Who's who's there from Chelsea? Uh Billy Gilmore, that's who it is. Yeah. Um well, you not, know not a good start for him. Yeah, we're we're not necessarily seeing a ton of Billy Gilmore. I think he's he looked good um when he um when he he appeared for Chelsea last season and and, and you know <clears throat> I just I just don't think we're seeing a ton out of Norwich. There's nothing that signals to me that they have life. They are pulseless. Um and I just think that they're going to lose this game. I think Brighton probably win by 3 to be honest with you. They they look potent up top. Yeah, uh, Mupai, Mupai right now is sitting sixth overall in the scoring for the Golden Boot with four. Um, he's having a fantastic start to the year. Um, no Danny Welbeck. He's dealing with hamstring issues, as always. Um, and a, a key guy for them right now, I'm looking here statistically, um, Pascal Gross in the middle of the park for them. Five appearances, averaging 2.8 key passes uh, a game, which is crucial in this league. Uh, to set up chances for Mupay there. Um, I, I mean, you can't. I've taken Norwich in the past, and they bit me in the butt, in the butt um, once against Watford, and then last time against Burnley. Uh, I can't go with them again here. They just don't have much to offer up front besides Puki. Uh, I love Josh Sargent to get going, but he just needs more help. There's not enough experienced guys there to help him. Um, so yeah, I think Brighton continue the form they're in. Uh, a win here could put them into the top four, depending on what those other teams do. But yeah, I think Brighton keep keep their win streak going here and have their best start uh, in, in in a Premier League campaign. Yeah, I agree. All right, we'll move on to Aston Villa versus Wolverhampton Wanderers. Um, this game uh, at Villa Park, away game for Wolves. Now, this could be a fascinating watch. Um, Wolves have looked better in recent weeks. They are currently in ninth place under the command of Bruno Lage. Aston Villa currently sit just two points ahead of them in 10th on 10 points. Now, I think Wolves are going to be hungry in this game. I think they looked awesome last week. The inclusion kind of breakout week um, from Huang Hee Chan was awesome to see, although I did bet on Newcastle and he cost me some money. Um, mm. But I think that, that Wolves have things figured out a little bit more. And I think if Huang Hee Chan, if they set him loose, which they did, you know, uh, uh, two weeks ago now, if they do that, if they set him loose, then it's going to enable Raul Jimenez um, and the other guy out on the right to get loose. And I, I think it's been Fabio Silva, I believe. So I just think that, that Wolves are going to have a more threatening attack here. They do look really good um, in recent weeks. And I think that things are starting to come get together for Bruno Lage and the team as a whole. Uh, Villa, I, I never really know what to make of Villa, to be honest with you. They're always good for an upset. They're always going to pull one off against a big club. They did it against Man United a couple weeks ago now. Um, but I don't think that they're going to be the ones to come out on top of this game. I actually am going to go ahead and go with Wolves, although I can 100% seeing, uh, see this ending in a draw. Yeah, I think Wolves is the team in better form, three in their last four in the league. Uh, fantastic results for them. Uh, they're turning it around now. I think the 
introduction of of Huang Yi He Chan, I believe his name is. I think that's a great addition to their side since the summer move um, to the club. Um, he adds that versatility and a little dynamic partner for Jimenez that they've been lacking. Um, that Triori hasn't been able to fill, but I think him as a supplement supplementary player um, off to the side, just uh, pulling attention away from them is great to have. Um, for Villa, I mean, they've been playing that kind of three-five-two, five-three-two, just to accommodate for Ings and Watkins both to be on the field because uh, they're both big-time players uh, and they both want them to play. So uh, it'll be interesting to see against a Wolves side who's pretty pretty stingy in the back. They don't give up too many goals. Um, so I think I'm going to go with Wolves here as well. Um, I'm going to go with the hot team right now. Uh, and yeah, I think they can get the job done here. Yeah, I agree. Alrighty, let's go ahead and move on to Leicester City versus Manchester United. Probably the marquee matchup of the week. This one is sweaty. Both teams have something to prove, in my opinion. Leicester currently sit in 13th. I think they are better than where they sit on the table. They sit below Arsenal, and I think Leicester have looked stronger than Arsenal in a lot of ways. Um, Eight points for them with a goal differential of minus three. Their defense is struggling this year. Manchester United currently sit in fourth place. I think that they've played better than where they sit on the table uh, as well. So this game is kind of one of those games where we just have to see how it pans out. I don't know who's going to come out more hungry. I haven't seen an immense amount of hunger from United in the past two, three weeks. And I think that if they want to get back to winning and really string a couple along here, which they need to do in order to to overtake Chelsea, who are above them uh, in, in first place on 16 points and Liverpool on 15 and second, uh, they need to get a couple here. And starting it against Leicester is going to be challenging, but if they can pull it off, it's going to be super rewarding. Um, and I just think that that United probably need it more, that they know they need it more, that they have more quality if we look all over the pitch. I know they have some injuries that we may be worrying about. Varane's going to miss a couple weeks. That's huge. Um, I still think that they pull it out. I just don't think that Leicester have it going on enough right now to pull out a result against United. So I'm going to back United. Yeah, I think that's a smart move. Um, they have the leading assist uh, leading assist. Uh, I don't know why I'm trying to say it that way. They have the man who with the most assists in the league with Paul Pogba with seven, uh, two key passes per game. He's fantastic in there when he has that support in the back, which kind of lacks at times. Uh, and as always with Cristiano Ronaldo, you know what to expect. But I'm going to go against the the, the, the current here. I'm gonna. I, this is the game that Leicester just comes out of nowhere. Been playing dog shit all year, but I think this is the game. Uh, after last week seeing Ianacho and Vardy up top, I think that's promising. I think that's what they need to attack this back line, uh, that one two punch. I think Leicester wins this game shockingly um, and really just turns the tide on their season and sets United back. And there's going to be questions there on Ollie what to do next. Yeah. All righty. Let's go ahead and move on to Manchester City versus Burnley. Now, oh Jesus. City have a reputation for slaughtering Burnley, don't they? Absolutely. It's always a 5-niller. It's always a 5-niller. So, I don't think we need to say anything about this to be honest. Um Burnley are currently sitting in 18th place on 3 points with a goal differential of -6. They cannot score. They struggle so much to score. And they have some players that I think should be capable of scoring, but they're not going to break down this Manchester City back line. They're not even playing particularly well um the city defense. I think that they're just doing their job. 
Um, it's not like we've seen anything super crazy like we did last season where they strung together 21 wins. I mean, that was unbelievable. Um, or unbeaten in 21. I don't remember if it was wins or unbeaten, but it was re- very impressive nonetheless. Um, I, I just think that Manchester City have so much more on the pitch going on at all times. They pass the ball better, they defend better, they attack better, and they're not attacking particularly well either. You know, we don't have a, a regular set striker. We're playing some of that false nine wingers as strikers, you know, nonsense slotted in, slotted out. Gabriel Jesus plays when he wants to, or when they get him, give him the chance. I, I don't know, but City City are weird right now. Uh, they do currently sit in third place with 14 points level with United. Uh, and they're going to they're gonna drub Burnley in this game. There's just no way that Burnley can get it going here. Um, maybe they can move in forward. They they usually do pull a couple back towards the end and somehow stay up. But man, they look terrible right now, and I don't think this is when they get back. So I'm gonna go City to win. Um, and this game probably is over three and a half. I would say it's probably a safe bet. Yeah, that's fair. City lead the league in possession with average of 64 percent possession, where Burnley is 19th with 41. Now that's just how they play. They play those long balls. Uh, kind of beat you up, play those crosses into Chris Wood and hope for the best. Um, but Jack Grealish right now is sitting, where is it here? He's sitting six right now. He's the sixth most fouled player right now, averaging 2.3 fouls a game on him. Uh, Wilfred Zaha, the most, 3.4, uh, which is uh, not surprising. He's a guy that always attacks. But um, yeah, it's going to be one of those games where they're just getting punished, probably 70, 65 to 70% possession for City here. And they're going to have at least 20 shots and eight on target. So I think at least three will go in. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to back City here. Uh, and I think I'm going to go with a De Bruyne brace. Yeah. Okay. All righty. That, I, I like that bet, to be honest with you. That's, that sounds good. Okay, we'll move on to Brentford Chelsea. This is going to be entertaining tricky. to watch. It's a very well. tricky game. It is tricky, but I'm going to simplify it for myself because otherwise I'm never going to be able to make any sense of it. Chelsea are a better football club and a better football team. Brentford, although they are playing out of their skin right now, I mean, they, they truly are. They are playing unbelievable team football with a fantastic coach and fantastic backing from a, a really, really strong fan base. However, if we look down and, and get it down to brass tacks, look at the, the, the team sheets, Chelsea are always going to overpower Brentford in every part of the park. I don't care where we're looking, defense, midfield, offense. Chelsea are always going to be better. And I think that this is the game where where Brentford struggle to overpower a top six team. We saw them draw Liverpool. We've seen them put up good results against, oh, excuse me, um, some other really, really solid clubs. They beat West Ham, didn't they? Um, Yep. Yeah. Late 94th minute. Yeah, yep, that was just a few weeks ago. So um, I don't think that they're going to be able to summon any of that magic uh, in this game. I think it could be it could be tight, but I think that Chelsea do win. They certainly come out on top and take all three points. They're not going to let Brentford beat them. Uh, and this game, is at, this game is at Brentford Community Stadium, so they're going to have the fans backing, and that's a huge aspect to, to be aware of. But I'm going to go ahead and take Chelsea, even though they're away. I just think they win this one and retain their position at the top of the table. This is the first time they're playing each other in the top flight English football. And you got to remember, this is a West London derby. Both of them are West London clubs. So it's not really even a away game for Chelsea. 
it's just a walk around the corner pretty much. Um, we're dealing with a couple injuries here. No Tiago Silva. He's coming back from international duty, and Tuchel doesn't want to push him too far. Uh, as well as Reese James will be out. We're looking at Rudiger potentially not playing. So a couple injuries there in the back line, which are key. Uh, but I'm, I'm more than happy with putting Chaloba in there. I love that guy. Uh, as well as Christensen. Christensen's having a phenomenal year so far. Uh, good signs, though, for N'Golo Conte to come back. I think having him in there with Jorginho is our best partnership right now in the middle of the park, even though Kovacic is a solid player in there. Um, and then we have Lukaku dealing with a little bit of a muscle overload on his body from just all the games. So he had to pull out from international duty a little bit there. So we're coming off a little, a little limping there with the injuries, but uh, Timo getting a goal against Southampton, I think that's a great confidence booster for him. I'll be interested to see with uh, what Tuchel goes here. Uh, especially after what they did, Brentford did against Liverpool, because now we know they're battle tested against a top team, and they can score against them. Uh, but Chelsea is a more sound back line; their defense first oriented, whereas Liverpool is more uh, in your face attack style. So it'll be interesting to see how Brentford can counter that and flip the page uh, and go against the opposite style team. Uh, but I do have to back Chelsea here. I think they do get the result. It's going to be a close one. It's not going to be a blowout in any means, I don't think. I don't think we have that in us in this game. But, um, yeah, I think Chelsea get the job done and remain uh, sitting at the top of the league after the end of the week. Yeah, I agree. Alrighty, let us move on to, I think we only have two games left. Uh, three. three. We have Everton, West Ham. This is going to be a really good one. It's going to be fun to watch, entertaining. Both teams have been scoring. Uh, they look lively on the attack. Wow. I don't know if we're going to have DCL and Richarlison back for this game. I'm not sure. They're both dealing with some weird injuries uh, recently, just kind of ticky-tacky um, stuff. I think that my gut's telling me West Ham. Um, we saw that disappointing result against Brentford, who do sit above them in seventh place versus West Ham's ninth. There's no way for me that West Ham let Everton get away with this game. They need it. They need to draw level um, and get themselves up, you know, amongst five, six, um, seven on the table because that is truly where they belong, especially when we look at how they've played. Uh, they look really, really good, I think, in most of their matches, have some unlucky results, lost two, and have drawn two. So I think that West Ham will win this one. I don't have a ton to say about Everton other than they always do this. They always have a good beginning. Um, they've just carried that good beginning on a little longer um, than they did last season and the season before. So for me, I think that West Ham are the team to come out on top here. Again, I don't know what we're looking at in terms of injuries and who's going to be playing for Everton, but as long as as long as big man Mikel Antonio is up there, I, I think West Ham emerge victorious in this one. Yeah, I'm with you there on Mikel. Mikel is leading the league in shots per game, uh, or shots per target on target, I should say. He averages four and a half alongside Ronaldo, who's good company to have in any statistical category. Um, and he's the guy they look for all the time in the attack. He's a guy that's a, a fox in the box. He'll pounce that whenever whenever the ball's near him, and I think that's a great thing to have in a striker, and that's what Everton's lacking right now. You mentioned DCL and Richarlison probably not going to be available if maybe just as a sub. 
and Rondon's not that guy for them. But they have players behind him that are playing out of their skin right now. We have Andros Townsend coming off a great performance at Old Trafford. Um, and you, you can't forget Decore in there. He's got four assists right now in seven games, which is huge for him, as well as a pair of goals, I believe. And then Allen's a great guy to have in there just cleaning things up. He kind of plays similar to how Fernandinho was in his prime, get, just cleans up all the messes. Uh, I think Everton's a solid team to bet on here. Um, but, yeah, I think I'm going to go with Everton here. I'm going to go opposite uh, what I've done every single week. I've always bet against them. And this week, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to back them here against a West Ham team who's coming off of a tough result against Brentford. So I'm going to back the Toffees. Okay, awesome. We're going to go ahead and uh, disagree on that one. I like to see. I like when, when you and I have different picks, so. Cool. Okay, we have Newcastle versus Tottenham next. Newcastle were just recently taken over by a country, I think. I'm pretty sure pretty it's much. an entire country. Um, yeah. If you look at um, the person, like it's kind of a fund that took them over. It's like Saudi Arabia's, like, um, it's called PIF. It's it's it stands for something. It's an acronym, but okay. um, it's it's like a a slush fund essentially. If if you want to think about it that way. And it's like hundreds of billions. Um, the next highest net worth of an owner in the Premier League, which is another like slush fund, is City. Um, that's Sheikh Mohammed Dal, or his name's something like that. He's a Sheikh. Um, mm-hmm. Thirty-two billion. So, um, oh. yeah. And we know what City are capable of doing in the transfer market, right? They have unlimited money. Um, yep. So Newcastle have been taken over by a, by essentially unlimited money. It's going to be weird, um, and I actually think that it's going to hurt them this season. Next season, we may see, or even in the the winter, we may see some some incoming players or something along those lines change in management. I don't know, but I don't think that Steve Bruce is going to be here for long, um, and yeah. I don't think that a lot of these players are going to be here for long. And I think they probably know that. And I think that they're going to come out super, super flat. I'm not a believer in Tottenham. I don't think that they're playing particularly well. Harry Kane not playing particularly well doesn't really look like himself. But I think this is an opportunity for Tottenham, and more specifically Harry Kane, to get themselves back into form, back into winning ways. And I think that they absolutely clobber Newcastle in this game. Yeah, I think Newcastle is going to be dominated here in possession, just as it is every game. That's what they expect from themselves. They're going to give the ball up and play counterattack, and they have a great player in St. Max who's and great right now so far. He's got two goals, three assists. He's average, He's second in the league in dribbles per game with with 4.7, only behind Adama Traore, who averages seven dribbles a game. Um, He's a very creative player for them, and I think... Alongside him, you have Joe Willock, who's second in the league right now in tackles. He averages 3.7 tackles a game. So uh, sometimes you don't want to lead those stats because you're constantly getting pressured. Uh, you're always kind of not having the ball, and you're getting dominated a bit. So sometimes that can be misleading. But um, like you said, Harry Kane is struggling right now. He's, I believe he still hasn't scored in the league. Um, this could be definitely the first game he does score against a Newcastle side who's pretty str- uh, struggling a bit. Uh, they're still waiting for Callum Wilson to come back. But, um, yeah, I think Tottenham can get the job done here. Um, it's a weird spot right now with the with the club in Newcastle getting all that money. 
uh, and fans are really going to be pushing for them to do well now to lure in players uh, that wouldn't normally go to Newcastle. It'll be interesting to see. So, um, yeah, I think I'm going to back Spurs here. Uh, I'm not fully confident in that pick, though. I'll let you know that now. Uh, Newcastle is one of those teams that can sneak up on you and um, crush your dreams for the weekend. So, uh, right now, I'm going to take Tottenham. All right. So we got a weird one coming up next. We have Arsenal legend, Arsenal legend um, Patrick Vieira, you know, leading Crystal Palace in against his club, his his the club of his dreams, is his most. Um, I, I'd say he's most decorated at Arsenal, um, and and it's going to be a weird game. I'm telling you, the vibes are off. Um, I just feel super strange about it. I'm sure that there will be a ton of respect for Palace and, and Vieira especially. Um, I think that this game is at the Emirates, so you know he's gonna he's gonna get a really really warm welcome here, um, and that's not not common from Arsenal fans to be honest with you. So I think it's gonna be a weird one. Palace do currently sit in 14th place on seven points, just one point below Leicester, which is strange when you think about it. Vieira has these boys really performing very, very well. They're playing well as a team. I think they're defending relatively well. Um, and they're getting results, a couple results here and there. So the season is young. I don't think the Palace are going to be able to keep this up forever. I know at the very beginning we said we didn't know if Vieira was the guy. And then in recent weeks we've said, yeah, maybe he's maybe he is the guy. You know, he's, he's doing a really nice job. Um, I think that Arsenal are going to be in in really, really, really sharp form here against Palace, um, even with all the, the respect and the theatrics that we're going to have to deal with uh, for Vieira. I just think that, that Arsenal are going to come out here, get the result that they need to get, get themselves up into the ninth, 10th place area, and then continue to rise. Um, I don't think that, that Arsenal finish in 10th place. I actually in recent weeks, what I've seen, I think maybe they're they're going to finish in seventh or eighth, um, and that's that's disappointing as an Arsenal fan to to have to settle for that. But I do think that's why they or where they wind up, and I think Arsenal get a result here against the Palace side who really can't match um, can't match Arsenal, especially when their their defense and midfield are playing well. So I'm going to take Arsenal straight up here. Yeah, I think I predicted Arsenal around that sixth or seventh tier area, and I think that's definitely where they can finish over the past few weeks. Um, I've said the past couple of weeks, Palace is a sneaky team right now. Uh, they're very dangerous. They do not make many changes to their lineup. Um, it's always week in and week out the same 11 or 12 guys. I think Connor Gallagher settled in nicely into that midfield there. He can, he's that attacking force in the middle for them. Whereas the other boys in Milojovic and McCarthy kind of sit back or MacArthur, sorry. Um, and I, I like their back line now. It's starting to fill in. I think Tyreek Mitchell at uh, the left back position is a solid young English player for them who can definitely hold his own against Pepe out there. Um, I don't, and I don't know about Arsenal here. All they're missing this week is Xhaka, obviously due to um, a knee injury that'll hold him out for a little while. But they've looked good as well over the last couple of weeks. They kind of got over the hump. Uh, after a poor start, which saw them in dead last, and now sitting middle of the table, right there, only only four points behind the top six. Both teams are in a very good position this week, and, it, and like you said, it's going to be a weird atmosphere with Vieira coming back, uh, being a legend of the club. So um, it'll be interesting to see the reception he gets once the game starts, and if Palace gets an early lead, what's going to happen. But um, at the end of the day, I think I am going to go... Uh, I was initially going to say Arsenal here, 
but I think Zaha is going to be a key factor there uh, going up against a young back line who have not played that many games together. Um, I think I'm, I think I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to stick with my gut. I'm going to go with Arsenal. Um, I think they can get the job done, especially at home. Uh, it is another London Derby. Arsenal have played a lot of London Derbies to open the year, uh, and they've not done fairly good yet. So I think they get one here. Uh, to to end the week, uh, end the Premier League week with a solid win going into the next one. Yeah, I agree. Okay, guys, that uh, that concludes our week eight. Yes, match day eight uh, yeah. preview. Thank you guys for listening. Make sure you check us out on all of our socials, Twitter, Instagram, and then, of course, check out our show uh, where you can find podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Apple Music, or uh, not Apple Music, um, SoundCloud. That's the one that I was missing. So, yeah, thank you guys for listening. Make sure uh, you head over. If you like the NFL, check out the other show that I do um, with a couple one couple of my friends. It's really just me and Jeremy that are there every week. But, um, you know, Cook, Zach, Jack, they all drop in when they can. So if you guys like that stuff, go ahead and check out over there. Matt, anything you want to add before we close this out? Need more Cook. I've been waiting for Cook to come back on. That's my guy. I know. He's, I love when he's on the show. I know. He's so busy. He was only on that first or second week. Um, yeah. But I think he should be done work pretty soon. So I'm hoping to kind of get more of a re- revolving door cast in and out. Um, but Jeremy and I have kind of like how you and I have a synergy on, on this show. We've developed yeah. one of those synergies in the past couple of weeks. So that's been good. It's, it's been fun, man. It's It's been good to do that. And if you love guys, yeah, if you guys haven't checked it out, um, I keep track of all of our bets. I have um, all of the receipts for all the, the picks we make on the show. So if you guys want to go ahead, check that out. Feel free. Um, and, you know, send us a DM or something like that. We have a spread pool. If you guys want to get in on the spread pool, um, let us know. The more the merrier, all right? Okay. Yeah. Um, um, go one ahead. More th- yeah, like like you say, you keep track of the receipts. Last week we went... I went four and six, and Evan recorded his worst week so far. He went two and eight. Oh my um, god! Yeah, it's a lot. The the betting soccer is a lot harder than football because oh you're not god, accounting for ties. So it's a little, it's more volatile. So right now, Evan's overall record is thirty two and thirty eight, and mine is thirty one and thirty nine. So uh, that target fifty percent, fifty five area is like the best place to be. I mean, even like for soccer, you could even drop that a little lower, right? What? Like, oh, like your win percentage and picking games like correctly for, for oh, soccer. Yeah. You can drop that lower. Where I, football football's like you want that fifty five to sixty area. Yeah. Soccer you want like the fifty, a little over that maybe. Yeah, I mean it's ideal to have the highest you possibly can, but I think yeah. even even one of the sharpest soccer betters in 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 the world, I mean, those handicappers are probably only picking sixty percent of sixty-five percent of games, yeah. right? And of course, you're going to exactly. be profitable at, at that number, right? But yes. um, in a layman like us, and I mean, we we watch a lot, we know a lot. Um, even us, like, look at us, we're we're not picking fifty percent, right? I think I think fifty percent is impressive. When I look at my NFL lines, you'd think that I'm a fucking handicapper. You know, there's a lot right. of there's a lot of green on those slips. And, Absolutely. and and Jeremy is Jeremy's even better than I am. So, uh, yeah, it's, so, it's just so much easier. And, and with the alternate spreads, there's just so many more options when you bet football. But that's because, you know, gambling in, in America has finally been adopted as as one of right. those things that everybody does. So, yeah, it's it's cool. Um, I think it's a fascinating yeah. thing. We're, we're sitting around the 40 percent mark right now. 
Yeah, we'll get it up, I think. I had we had a couple weeks towards the end of last season where we really went, you know, on Yeah, there the were a lot of like there were a lot of seven and three weeks. Yeah. And on I think we end. will. I, I think you'll get them this week this year too. Um Well, we'll see this week. It's gonna be a diff- differing week because a lot of our picks were different today. Yeah. So we'll be curious. I need to get I need to get more than a one win buffer on you. You know what I mean? One win yeah. is not enough. I'd like. I think, like I think the end. Of, I think the end of last year, you had like a twelve win buffer from me. Yeah, and that's pretty good. I watch a lot of podcasts that have like to pick them and spread stuff. Um, right. and usually one like it's usually the same guy that wins, and it's because it's because they pick favorites, right? Like I pick a lot right. of favorites. You, yeah, you, but. Those weeks where I pick a lot of favorites and the favorites are terrible, you gain yep. so much on me. And there's always going to be weeks that that happens. And like we just had one of those weeks, you know what I mean? I yeah, we I won two and all that. Yeah. So Liverpool choked. Uh, United. Yeah, I know. So that's it. That's it for me. You have anything else before uh, before we cut this one off? Thank you guys so much for listening. I think we dragged it on enough to make it a normal episode. (laughs) Um, Yeah, stay safe out there, and uh, we'll see you next week. Yep, see you guys. Take care.